You are listening to the Brand Architect Podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Welcome back to the Brand Architect Podcast. It's me, Anne Alexander. And today I have another interview. And actually, I really liked the way it turned out this time because me and my guest Kevin Field share the same passion about podcasting and about engaging with our audiences and creating relationships with them. So we dive into that mainly and it turned out to be a really nice discussion. So I'm I'm very uh, happy to be able to present you with this. Uh, before we start, I just want to let all my UK listeners know that there will be a live workshop, podcasting workshop in London on July 30th, half day with me where I share all the things that worked for me in order to grow my podcast from scratch to 15,000 listeners. So if you're going to be in London on July 30th, and if you're thinking about podcasting, and let me tell you, if you're not, you should, because now is the best time to launch a podcast. Just check out anialexander.com backwards slash workshop. Okay, so that that was it. Uh, that's everything uh, in terms of news uh, updates and intro. It's already dragging a little bit long. So let's dive into the interview and let's welcome Kevin Fields. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the Brand Architect podcast. Uh, today I'm talking to someone I met at New Media Europe. I'm talking to Kevin Field. Actually, we we were connected before, right? online we were yeah we we sort of spoke on facebook and and the groups the new media europe group of course on on facebook as well i think uh not on twitter though i think it's been mainly mainly facebook and it's it's actually uh really interesting when you do that when you you meet people like that and and when you meet them in person and, and it's quite interesting you form some ideas already and then when you meet them in person you know that that adds to it so it's great to meet you at new media europe Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. And and uh, it's funny you mentioned that because many people actually told me like, oh, you're exactly like we imagined you to yeah. be. <laughs> and I was like, oh, interesting. You know, how did you imagine me to be? So it's, it's like, uh, it's interesting that, you know, uh, so it means that maybe some other cases, you know, also happen when, when you have this distortion between who you are and what you project. And I was happy to be as 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 they thought I was so it was okay over the years in radio I used to uh, many years ago when I when I was broadcasting on radio stations I used to meet people at, at road shows and it's interesting the, the the image people form of you because they've just only heard your voice or they before you know the the websites had all your details on the photo everywhere you know there was the early days of websites and uh, you'd go and meet a listener and they go oh I, I imagined you so much older. I was only in my 20s I thought you're a 40 50 year old man <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Madness. Well, um, okay. So actually, um, I, I want to mention this since you mentioned radio. I, I want to mention that Kevin actually um, helps people develop their podcasts, keep and grow their audiences. And he had extensive uh 
experience in radio and he also had an incredible journey from recording at Buckingham Palace to creating content in prison and we have to get there but uh, slowly so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'm really interested uh, in um, talking to you because I heard your speech at the New Media Europe and it really resonated with me because these days very few people actually talk about audiences, about engagement, about the real people who stand behind the statistics. And we often hear instead about the email marketing, the sales funnels, and how many times you have to email and what kind of copy you have to use while emailing your audience. So for me, it really was something that I um, I resonate with. And, you know, it was really nice content. And that's what I would like to dive into, if you don't mind. No, of course, not an issue at all. No, that's great. Okay, so um, actually, I mean, it's uh, we've been doing this for a while. I mean, I've been podcasting for two years, and uh, sometimes it's very, very sort of you know challenging because sometimes you may feel like you're talking to yourself, you know, <laughs> by yourself in front of a microphone, especially if it's not uh, an interview, especially if you're just doing a solo episode, it's very difficult to actually realize and keep in mind that you're talking to to a person and there are people listening to you later on. So um, what is it? Like, you know, how do you keep this in mind and how to make sure that whatever you're talking actually is something that they are interested in? Well, it's, it's interesting you say that about being solo and sitting there talking to yourself almost. And that's, if you imagine any, any radio presenter or podcaster, that's essentially what we all do unless we've got those interviews going on where we've got a guest or we're, we're doing a, a duo show where we've got a co-host with us. And, and it's funny, in radio, that's the same thing. Uh, you know, for years, uh, sometimes when you're many years ago and working as a radio presenter, I, I may not get you know, a single call. It depends on the type of show. There's no one calling in. It's just a music show. And I'm uh, the, the, the sort of the worst radio in the world where there's no actual original content. You're just linking between songs and there's no real interaction. And that's, that's soul destroying. You don't know where, where the listener is. However, in radio, there is training and an understanding of who your listener is. So whether you're doing a liner card radio or just this is that was almost links, you know how to target that listener and there will be people listening. And that's that's the thing about this. It's understanding who that listener is. Who is the person who's listening to to you? You know, to this podcast. Who are you right now? And and that's the really important thing for anyone who works in radio or podcast. It's understanding that listener and how you understand that listener. There is uh, a series of different tasks that I've gone through over the years to understand who my listener is to a radio station or a show that I, I present and produce on the radio um, and also just to, for example, the radio skills for podcasters, podcast understanding who the listener is to that and and, and Annie, what I, I do if I'm even if I'm not starting out, actually, I look at research. You know, I, I pay attention to the research that's out there in, in terms of podcasting research. You know, Nielsen Scarborough mm-hmm. um, and others have research out there at the moment and and they show a similar thing they show us who the listener 
is and why they listen to podcasts. And, and, and one of the things I shared at New Media Europe is paying attention to that research because from that we can understand what podcast listeners, according to the research, want from us. So, you know, they're adventurers. They, they love getting in the great outdoors. They're more likely to be a college graduate. They're more likely to be single, perhaps, 30, 30 or 39, 40% or something like that are, as from recollection. They're in a white-collar occupation usually. They love to get out and about, as I've said just now. So um, they love things about finance. You know, So you can understand who your potential listener is within that 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 subset of, of people. You know, they like swimming, jogging, running, bicycling, all sorts of things like that. You know, active sports people, because they listen to podcasts while they're doing that. Um, you know, radio the biggest place people listen to radio is in the home, in the house. People listen to podcasts in the house while they're doing ironing and things like that. So it's understanding um, from research who your listener is. So they will come to you. That's the idea. They will come to you, but maybe you need to provide some of that content in there. Now, it doesn't mean, though, that if your podcast doesn't fit in any of that, you know, investments and saving, holidays, adventure, or politics, pop culture, camping, boating, blah, 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 whatever. If it doesn't fit into any of that, that doesn't mean that the audience isn't there and couldn't turn on to that. It means that you've got to work harder to get that audience and create awareness for who you are. These are the people we know are listening to podcasts right now. These, uh, If you look at the success podcasts they all link to that sort of that audience in in the uk our demographics abc one sort of audience they they listen to that so what i do is i i try and break down audiences to understand who they are so i go into things like demographics which is the statistical data uh, relates to um a bit particular groups within a society so if they're for example Annie, if they're book lovers what do book lovers do where do they work where do they live what's their ethnicity you know their age and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing and then and then i i look at tribes and, and things like that so that's profiling sort of brand behavior tribes so uh, but also with commonality through people's life stages so um a majority of doctors like to read similar newspapers like to watch similar films and I'm saying similar, not everyone's exactly the same. Yeah. But so, and, and so you can pick a, another trade or life stage out to, to link to that, to understand what tribes like to do and where they like to sit. There's, I shared some interesting research that YouGov did um, at New Media Europe. And this is research into newspaper profiling. So the Sun Reader is completely different to the Telegraph mm-hmm. Reader, mm-hmm. and there's a reason. There's a reason we do all this: understanding life stages, uh, looking at brand matching. What brands does your listener like, and what other brands are similar to that? And then, how does your brand fit into all of that sort of brand matching? Okay, so so, so, so basically, what, what you do is you're picking the points where you can create content that resonates with them according to what the- they are interested in. Is that it? It, indeed you can you can look at that and understand what those points are but that's a builder so that's just one part of the stage when when you look further into this um you're looking at things like social proofing because they like you because they are like you so um you know one of the things i do with with presenters and podcasters and i've done this myself is is to understand you know your above the line and below the line character traits what are the things that make you 
who you are and that you can get across in your podcast for content. So we've looked at what they, the listener likes and what, what we think your target listener and you start building your, and people talk about this a lot in other forms of uh, marketing and, and content marketing and funnels and all that sort of thing uh, about avatars, yes. you know, build it, just looking right down who that key person is. And radio does that. Yeah, radio has been doing that for years. When I first started in radio I, as in marketing, I remember this guy coming up to me and saying, right, what's your marquee, sir? And he was this marketing expert and I was starting at the game and I'm like what's the mark here talking about and what he was on (laughs) what he was talking about is who's your listener who are you aiming at and that's and that's the thing so when you you understand you you know what you are who you are and there's tasks you can do and 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 there's so the above the line below line characteristics you can do but also then uh, you start building your content out from that uh to to fit with your audience and the reason you do this is because we're looking at keeping people in, keeping them coming back, keep them listening to you. So if they are like you because they like you, you know, then it's it's very much about that building that audience QMA, keeping them coming back and and coming back for more is mm. a, a, a way of doing it. Is really drilling down, understanding who you are and who your listener is, and how you relate to them. You know, and that's a, it's a good content builder. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely um, thing that uh, the, the the top ten, in other words. Uh, so this is the top ten ways to build content, and all you do is a really simple task. If you ever get sort of bone dry, you go, what do I do next week? And I, I never do because I'm always doing this sort of mind mapping stuff. But you can do a mind map top 10 so you put 10 things you know to be true about you on a list okay 10 things you can do then for your listener as well 10 things you know to be true about your listener and you'll find that if you're getting it right to who your listener is you're starting to match those up either side each side of the mm-hmm. of the list and then you can start mind mapping out of it so for, for example me i i love gadgets and tech so i can mind map things out of that you know apple and something else and you know all sorts of a samsung phone i've got on my desk here lots of gadgets a sony camera thing and um all sorts of different bits and bobs on my desk that i love gadgets but i can work that into then perhaps my podcast and the the content i make um and and another example i love passing on my skills well that's definitely radio skills for podcasters and then i can do a a mind map out of that of what skills can i pass on and you do a mind and what skills do i need to learn more about to pass Mm -hmm. on which will be useful podcast so you start building lots of content which is applicable to your audience because you've done the backlog of the research before you know what they want you know how they target them um you know you know who your listener is you've you've drilled it down to that you're speaking and this goes back to the point you're making earlier you're speaking to one person you're always always speaking to one person and I think it's very important. I mean, I did this exercise and I'm really happy I did that um, before I actually launched the podcast because that's what I was referring to every time. Like I, I created this listener avatar and I even had a name for him and I still have. <laughs> what's his, what's yeah. his name? Uh, yeah. his, his, his name is Tom. So I'm, I'm, I'm hey. always talking to Tom. Hey there, Tom. <laughs> so <laughs> so, um, so I had Tom. I knew all the tells about his life because I was I'm a fiction author so for me in the very beginning it was really hard like you know how I, uh, can I come up with a listener avatar if I don't have a listener yet and then I had a really nice advice someone told me you're a fiction author you just create a character so that's what <laughs> I did I created a character of someone who didn't exist but someone who I ideally would love to listen to my podcast so that's how 
Tom was born and I knew everything about him. I knew he, you know, his lifestyle. I knew what he's interested in. I knew why exactly he's coming to listen to my podcast. And what actually it brought as a result was I was receiving emails saying that you ask the questions that I really wanted to know the answers for. So I guess that's exactly what it brought to and uh, see, see, not everyone does that, Annie. Not everyone uh, thinks that way to say, right, who is my listener? Some people do. <laughs> there are, but not everyone. Gets, people just have a passion and they go, right, I, I really want to just get doing I know this stuff. I'm an expert in this and I want to get it out there. I'm running a business. And I need a podcast for my business or even, I, I you know, the hobbyists and, you know, we're just having fun. Yeah, I, mean, I want to rock the mic, right? <laughs> yeah, too, right. Why not? Yeah, why not? And the, and the thing is, you know, when, when we're looking at this um and, and it's funny i have discussions with various different podcasts and someone someone said to me the other day and one of one of the things annie that i say a lot is the same but different every week okay that's that's or every episode and 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 you know some podcasters come back to go oh, no i can't that's like radio it's the we're breaking away from radio it's not radio and i'm saying no no that's no, i'm not telling you to be like radio i'm telling you learn from the skills radio does learn from the skills for example movies do songs do anything does in life we're creatures of repetition we love repetition most of us most people get up at the same time every day not everyone has the freedom entrepreneur lifestyle to get up and do what they want when they do so thing is same but different and uh, there was a one of the guys who I, I've worked with with his podcast uh, came back to me the other day and said, um, you know what, I, I've got it now. I've just, I've got it because I was listening to this song and I love it and I've played it again and again and again and uh, I get it. It's the same but different, you know, and then other songs are the same but different. And and he said, you know, because of that, I now get it. I didn't realise where you were going with it, but now I get it. And yeah. and that that's the point. I mean, you can, you can make changes. Of course you can. Um, you know, the Beatles made changes by putting the, the, uh, the, chorus first you know start with the chorus and then yeah. the verse mm-hmm. so you can change things around i'm not saying that i'm saying that you need to have the sort of repetition to to make it work but you have to know the rules to, in order to break them right <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> well yeah too right you know i i was someone when i first started in radio i was trying to break the rules when i before i knew what i was doing seriously and and it, it didn't it was a mess <laughs> do you learn well well actually the other thing is that many very often when we talk about our when we think about our audiences it, it's it's the easiest way is many people say, I am my audience. I want people like me. I mean, but in case that's not the case, for example, like, you know, uh, when I was launching my podcast, I wasn't part of my audience. I, I, I was like, most probably Tom was the male version of me a few years ago and going through the struggles I already went through and, and I was in a different place already. So for me, it was like, I didn't do this with you, but I usually say my, uh, tell my guests, like, you know, I may end up asking really dumb questions. And I know <laughs> that you know that I know the answer, but just answer because my listener doesn't know. So yeah. <laughs> that, this is something that, you know, you have to keep them in mind and you know uh, there might be it's not really like I, I, I would love talking to I mean we, we did like a whole 40 minutes <laughs> before we actually yeah. you know recorded this thing so I love talking to people but uh, you know most probably what I would talk with you unofficially would not exactly be what my audience will be interested in so no, that is right. something that one has to keep in mind as well right 
Yeah, it is very much so. I think that there's a thing that um, that really gets on my nerves uh, sometimes when I hear it in podcasts and on radio. And it's similar to this. It's the sort of in joke. It's the thing that the audience, the listener, can't buy into. You know, it's it's the thing that I'm sitting there and I maybe I've not listened to that program uh, before. And then there's this in joke, and you're not a part of that party. You have to close this circle with the listener. Um, it's about you, the listener, and your guest. That's what it is there's imagine that there's no one else there with you it's those it's just three people or it's just you and your listener one-to-one and i think that's a really important thing because then what you do is you understand that uh, and, and quite right what you're saying because you understand that maybe technical speak isn't the right thing and, and in speak in terms of in jokes or or in industry discussions that no one else would be privy to perhaps some listeners will but on average they may not so you have to have that be mindful of that i can't remember the phrase that someone used recently at a conference i was at but they it was kind of like um saying you know don't talk um industry speak just be layman term uh you know talk talk it as if they've never ever understood mm-hmm. anything about this before because some of your audience uh won't and that's interesting because at the very same conference someone else afterwards who who's a, an industry expert came up to me and said do you know i found that a bit you know light for me because <laughs> you know i know all that so and and so maybe it wasn't targeted at you and it's interesting to what what you say you know you you understand your audience before you do it you when you um when you go to a conference for example and you speak at a conference what i did at new media europe is asked who's in the room yeah. and 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 it's and you can't you can't do that with a podcast who's in the room you can't do it <laughs> so your research you have to do that and you have to understand who your listener is and there's things i I call it um a roadmap to content um so when you're thinking okay um and perhaps i'm not me myself the target listener but i've got to understand who the target listener is so i need to look at what their wants are you know what their desire to possess or or do is you know what do they wish for and what their needs are so something they require because well essentially it's important to them it's going to move them on more than just desirable you know those sort of things you need to those two things i often talk to presenters and podcasters about is right what are the wants and needs of your audience and if we look at, at radio you know people's want in radio is to be entertained that's the very first thing i want to switch on the radio and be entertained because it take gets rid of time that passes i'm doing something else while i do it all of that then the need comes in so if you are sat in the car listening to radio you want to know you know i need to know if i'm going to get to work on time if there's an accident i need to know the weather so that if i get out of my car take the umbrella with me or leave my jacket behind because it's nice and warm so it's those sort of things that you need to look at for your listener of your podcast as well i believe you know use those skills but there's there's you know the road mapped content stuff includes that and then looks at you know the various things that people really will engage with if you're doing it in your podcast it doesn't doesn't matter what your podcast about your podcast for example you know um the, the brand arch- architect and great name by the way but the brand architect you know so um first off passion right so there are four pillars of content passion will really get you engaged no matter what so if you get someone on perhaps like me i'm passionate about what i do with with speech radio and and, and podcasts so someone in passion money that's a big motivator always so you know how you save money how you make money all of that sort of stuff health as well you know keeping fit all of those sort of things and then uh, transformation 
Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of podcasts are about, transformation. Yeah. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to are very much about that. You know, so, and then you, you start dividing that up into a, a roadmap of content. Um, things like, you know, it, well, interest. Why, why would anyone listen to podcasts? Well, there's got to be interest, you know, passion for what you're talking about, we've talked about already, but also interest for that person who sat there listening to it. Opinion is a really key thing, yeah. you know. That first-hand experience. And then you said uh, earlier about, you know, if you're the person who hasn't got that um, that that sort of, you're not the target listener. So say I started a podcast about books tomorrow. I, I'm not that expert. But mm-hmm. then I would, I would invite experts on like yeah. yourself about books. So if you haven't got the knowledge, get someone onto your, your podcast who's got that knowledge, you know. Um, and there's loads of other things, you know, story, personality, language, the actions you do in your podcast, the words you say are really important. It goes into a lot of detail. It really <laughs> it's, does. It's interesting you mentioned uh, words because, I mean, yeah. I, I obviously have this thick accent. And I love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> That's it's, your trademark, you know. You should trademark yeah, your accent. Yeah, it has become – Actually, it was one thing that kept me uh, starting podcasting a year um, later than when I initially thought about that, because I was like, who the hell is going to listen to someone with accent? (laughs) But but then that's something that is mentioned over and over again in, in, in many of the reviews of the podcast. So it's something very interesting. And when you say words i mean i i had different people uh, emailing me saying that they loved the way i i mean obviously because of the content and because the podcast was uh, about writers and writing I uh, use the word book very often. So they were like, you know, we love the way you say books. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. Like, okay. <laughs> so it's I, really yeah. interesting. So that's, that's another thing I'm diving into, actually. We spoke about uh, feeling lonely being behind the microphone, and that's actually how I felt for a while before I started getting certain feedback and realizing that, no, you know, people are listening to me, actually. So uh, this engagement is very important because it's sort of, you know, I I always listen to the feedback and I always sort of pay attention to what people are saying about the podcast and what they are writing. Uh, I read the reviews and I read the emails and I always reply and all that stuff. So So what is your view on engagement and uh, what are the best ways to actually, uh, I love provoking engagement because I think it's very important as well. So what is your take on that? Well, very much. I think um, if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. So that's a simple thing. I think audience interactivity is really important. I think that uh, you really need to get those stories on air as well. I say on air, but on your podcast, Um, because there's a thing about this in that that um, over the years, you know, presenting radio programs and and having, you know, a show and say it says I used to present a Saturday show every Saturday uh, on a community radio station while I was doing all the other things I do. I thought, well, I want to keep my hand in. Let's go and do it. It was great fun. And um, um, I remember the guy who was on, I think, once before me and said, oh, there's no one listening. Oh, there's no one involved. <laughs> and and uh, no one's texting me. So I got on and, and gave him a reason to text. Now, what I did is I have, uh, I've always done this, have a book of listeners. So people who've always regularly got in contact, text, phoned in, I keep a book of those people, right, and, and keep them on tap. So they will always get involved with the 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 show, and you know if I would if I were doing a, an entertainment podcast, I'd do the same with that now, and and what I do is then I get them on there to get them interactive. Uh-huh. So 
So I'll I'll ask a question and and be quite provocative with the question. You should always be provocative. Again, it's a story and it's drama, dramatic situations and characters that people care about. Then get someone involved with your podcast in in that way so that they can interact with you. So I I think that's, that's the way I used to do it. And actually, why not do that with a podcast now? In terms of what that does is other people hear it and they say, actually... I want to get involved with that. I've got an opinion on that. It's the mm-hmm. basis of all speech talk radio stations, from LBC to Talk Radio UK to to all of them. It, it's you know Talk Sport, the whole lot. You know when they have discussions, it's the essence of it uh, of getting listener interaction. And there's nothing better than listener interaction. I love something that I don't. And I've t- I've talked about the in thing and not doing the in thing, but I just want to share this. You told me about a listener of yours. I don't know if, if you mind me saying this. Who yeah. had really good interaction with you, and and you can say tell the listener what it is. But I think that should be in your podcast because that's how to get interactive with 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 listeners and get getting those people in get them involved that's the key thing get people involved with your podcast well now that you already started the thing i i guess we have to tell that <laughs> yeah i think it's great i think it's a story that should be shared okay so basically a few few episodes ago i i shared my uh new vision and the big pivot that i was planning and i i actually spoke with my listeners about the renaming of the podcast and changing a little bit the content and the guests and what we will be covering from now on so I was really really worried to be honest because you know it's always difficult to leave the comfort zone it's always difficult to sort of change things because you end into this uncertain new place where you don't know what to expect and you don't even know whether what you will be getting would be something you would like or not but anyway I I was like okay you know if I'm getting really big resistance to do this maybe it's worth doing so I'm I'm, I'm kind of you know bell spirit so I decided to go ahead and do that so um, so I guess uh, the episode ended up being pretty worried and a bit emotional <laughs> uh, which actually provoked uh, a big involvement so I, I received many emails from my listeners and I truly appreciated every single one of them and one guy wrote like don't worry about that you know I will listen to your podcast even if you will be just reading the telephone book no matter what you <laughs> so, uh, love it. So yeah, that was that was really really nice because I mean I was sharing my worries that you know I didn't know whether my audience would stay with me and pivot we would pivot together or the, or they would ditch me and I would start you know gaining a new audiences from scratch. So uh, but so far everything goes pretty well. <laughs> so I guess the next the next episode, Annie, you've got to start the episode by reading the telephone book. You know you've got to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I have to find one and start reading it just you know. <laughs> uh, because I guess, yeah, that's that's the thing. So this episode, when it's aired, the next one should start with an intro with me but- reading the episode, you know, the telephone book and uh, yeah, and me saying a little bit of uh, the word book all over the place, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what that goes back to, Annie? And, and, and it's a key point, actually, of any, what, what I love about podcasts as well, actually, is is that you get, 
in the main, you get some great authenticity. You get real people, and and I love that. And it's bringing those real people out of themselves to, to more of them to be in their podcast is a, a part of what I'm really interested in. I, I mean by that is that you know you've got your character, you are you, and you're you, this. This is what I assume, and I was right when I met you at New Media Europe. This is what you're like anyway, um, and that's that's really important. You know, there there are lots of. Um, broadcasters and some podcasters out there that I, I just feel like they're pseudo friendly and but this is you and 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 the key thing is we were talking about words earlier the words you use are your words and and so your listener likes you because they they like that you know they like that 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 authenticity with you I think well I, I guess I mean it's interesting you said that because I was thinking about when, when I was getting these comments like you're exactly how I imagined you would be for me it was very interesting because I thought like you know if you are this pseudo people person first of all it's very difficult to podcast for two years and pretend to be someone else it's already sort of a stressful right <laughs> on the other hand I was thinking like new media Europe is an event which lasts for a whole weekend including the, you know, gala dinner and award ceremony where you have like this relaxed, unofficial situation with drinks and food and all that stuff. So I was like, if someone was pretending and he goes to this event, how stressful it is to sort of pretend being someone else for two whole days. That's that's really difficult to do. I mean, you have, I mean, how good an actress you were supposed to be to pull that off. I mean, I think it's impossible, no? Well, there are, there are I mean, uh, there are great actors and actresses who do that. I mean, Houdini was Houdini all the time, but, you know, he wasn't when he closed the door in the house. He was someone else. He was really who he was. Um, Lee Francis, um, who... Uh, Gosh, my brain's gone blank on who Lee Francis is. Hold up. You might have to edit this lovely piece out. But he he's really... <laughs> let me just check um, his character. I'm going to check it online because it's late. Um, so I'm Lee not going to edit this. It's, it's going to be like very transparent and authentic. Keith Lemon. <laughs> Keith Lemon. That's who. Keith Lemon. So you see Keith Lemon on the TV. He's got, um, in the UK, stand-up comedian and, and TV guy. And he, he, uh, he used to be avid Marion and Bo Selector and all those sort of things. But his name's Lee Francis. So, and, but he's always got this, you know, he's always, you know, Keith Lemon, wherever he goes, as soon as he steps out the door, he's Keith Lemon. Uh, now, I'm told, whether it's true or not, but when he's behind the door, he goes back to being Lee Francis because he's not that character. That's not him. It's just a character. You know, so some people can can do that. They can do that thing of, of being someone else. You know, it's quite, I find it very interesting. I can't, uh, this is me. I can't, you know, I can't I, be anyone else. I, I, I think, I, I, to be honest, I've never even tried because I think it's too stressful. <laughs> it's like, you know, you have to remember what your, you know, the image you want to project is and you have to behave accordingly. And if it's not your natural self, then you sort of, you know, you have your limitations, you, it's very stressful. I mean, I wouldn't go there because it's, it's very sort of, you know, it's a long term thing and you're putting yourself into different boundaries. I mean, I, I spent a really nice time on New Media Europe and I had fun and it was really nice to meet people. And I wasn't even thinking about how I was supposed to act because, you know, th that's how I usually do act. So <laughs> it, it, it was just me. So I guess that's, um, for me, it's like, you know, be yourself is the best policy in, in, in everything, in business and in life as well. So I guess it's just no other choice for me specifically. 
But it's interesting thing with language when you talk about language in podcast and and broadcast is that you can use the language of the audience you're broadcasting to, and and this is really interesting thing. This is quite an interesting area because we when I worked with uh, Capital Radio Group, we did a lot of research into uh, audience behaviour, what they did, what they wanted, uh, the modes of people, and also we did uh, some research into lingu- linguistic programming. It's always the word I I stumble on linguistic programming. How about yeah. that? Um, and uh, it, it, the interesting stuff that we did is to understand, you know, what were the words, were keywords that that our audience would react to best by using them at certain times. So if you imagine that a radio station, there's links called Crunch and Roll. This is usually between the top two songs at the start of the hour. And and there were keywords that we were instructed to use in there that because they found in research that they had more impact. And there's also, for example, words that we, we used and ways that we use phrase things to keep people listening in after an ad break or before an ad break to keep because the idea of commercial radio is you keep those people coming through to the other side of the ad break because we want to want them to listen to the ads and, and we earn some money as a commercial business. But also uh, we want them to tick a box in the audience measurement system called radio. So there was a, a games that we used to play to keep people listening, a way of saying things and also if you if you listen to some presenters they are uh, there are some presenters who are a lot older than the audience they broadcast to who are broadcasting on uh, radio stations in this country national broadcasters who are broadcasting to a younger audience and they there, there's one in in mind who does that and he changes the words that he uses in his program so that he targets that audience he's broadcasting to he still being himself but what he's doing is understanding who his listener is to target certain words at that listener so they feel that like he's like them and they like him it's very clever so you can you can do this um and i don't think podcasters do this but you can do this as a presenter because you're presenting on a set radio station aimed at a set audience um you could do this with podcast um I, i think i've not really heard that happen when all the podcasts I've listened through. But I wonder if someone did do it and they were target audience with a business in mind to make money through that podcast. I, if For me, I would be doing that with the presenter and the talent uh, talking through what the keywords of their listener is so that you get you know more people mm. listening and listening mm. for longer. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's it's. I, I've never actually thought about that, to be honest, because I mean, uh, unlike you, I'm not coming from the radio background. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, when I was uh, studying in the university, I studied business and I dreamed to become a stockbroker. So I, I was all into stock valuation and portfolio management and all that stuff. So, you know, it was way, you know, far away from radio and, and everything that I'm doing right now. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> so you never know where you're going to end up at some point. <laughs> but but in any case, I mean, it, it's very, I mean, I truly, uh, let's talk about this. I mean, yep. uh, um, let's talk about statistics. I mean, I know many podcasters who get hooked up with the stats and they check uh, the stats, they see the numbers, they watch the graphs, they get super depressed when the stats go down and they, you know, get really, really proud when they are up and all that stuff. So um, the problem I see in this is that many people actually, when they are really getting exciting and over sort of, you know, over concentrated on, on that 
think that they are getting as a statistics, they forget that behind those numbers, they're breathing people like human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's not just numbers. It mm -hmm. reflects something else. So uh, I, I do understand that, yes, I mean, the larger the numbers, the, the better sponsors you can catch. And, you know, all that stuff is pretty much, you know, much, much happier. You, you, you end up in a happier place. But, uh, I mean, why do you think this happens? I mean, why do we in, in some, at some point start forgetting about why we started all this at the first place and, and looking at this like just as at graphs and numbers? It's quite interesting, isn't it? I, I think it, you, it's not just podcasters do that as well. I mean, radio people do it um, in terms of, you know, a breakfast show often gets about 18 months. And if it's not pulling in the figures that the uh, the program controller or group or whatever want to pull in, they'll change it around. Um, and and, then, and we're, that's for a different reason, though, because uh, with a radio station, if it's a commercial radio station, we want to be pulling in listeners because we've got, you know, bills to pay and sponsorship and advertising and, and we want people listening that's the whole point of it um so sometimes it doesn't work and you change things but for you as a, a, a as a podcaster yourself and you're like well okay um why are we obsessed about this well we all like to be loved don't we um <laughs> we all we, we do and we all like someone to say hey that's great it's really good and uh, sometimes you may reach a bit of a plateau and yeah. you and you get a bit sort of uh, and it's a, just a natural human thing you get a bit of a bit depressed and annoyed and frustrated about it, but it's how you break through that plateau. If you have indeed reached that, you may have reached a, an audience figure that uh, is, you know, where you're going to get to. I, it, I find it fascinating when I see I'm going to break the hundred thousand mark. Come on, and it's like, <laughs> and I actually always go, yeah, brilliant, good on you. Um, I think it's a target to show that you're building and you're building towards potential revenue if you want to do that. Um, but I think that it, it does, shouldn't be an obsession. I think that what you need to think about, any podcaster needs to think about, anyone creating content needs to think about is the service they're giving, what they're giving the listener. And, and it goes right back to that very start of saying, understanding your audience, who's your listener and why you're doing it. And you're right, when you first set this question of, you know, do we forget where we started? And, and sometimes we, I think people do. Um, I, I, it's funny, I, for me, for Radio Skills for Podcasters, I don't look at that daily. I don't look at the figures for that daily. I, what I'm concentrating on is building the next Series 2 uh, of Radio Skills for Podcasters with interviews and all that sort of thing, and, and also building other content that goes around that that supports what I want to do with it. So I, I concentrate on that, really, and I try and understand from the audience what they want. So I have a group of listeners who I regularly contact and say, do you want this? on that it's just understanding that they're the, the cool listeners i think who are who've told me that they've benefited from it and they've used the the examples i've given on on content in, in ways of doing things with your podcast that radio people do with radio stations and and they've they've you know come back with well i want this i could do with that so many of them have come back saying i'd like a course um so that's what i'm doing that's where i'm going so i think it's listen to your listener pick some out listen to them and not necessarily listen to the abundance of figures you're getting in that way because they will come they will come as you build your content and your brand and who you're about. Um, 
I, that's my belief in it. I don't think you really need to worry too much about that because you don't have the pressures of what radio has. You really don't. Have fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Build content. Understand your listener. Create more content that they want. They will come and more will come and more will listen. Yeah, well, I completely agree with you. And I guess, like, you know, I can't stress enough the importance of human relationships. Yeah. Like, both your relationship with the listener because you still create I mean I do believe I was a blogger before I became a podcaster and I do believe that with a podcast you create more intimate relationship with your audience I mean it's much easier they listen to your voice and maybe with videos it's even easier because they also see you I don't know but uh, it's definitely easier to sort of create this emotional relationship with your listener when you are talking to them rather than when you are writing to them um, and the other thing is actually that um, very often uh, it's uh, it very many people just don't actually follow up neither mm. with their audience nor with their guests. Like, you know, they interview a person and they never email them again, <laughs> apart from the time that they need this interview to go on air and to be promoted by the guest. So for me, it's like, hey, I mean, you spoke with this person for 40 minutes and you never actually sort of, you know, wrote back, you never actually created, because I think that's another aspect of an audience. I mean, your interviewees are part of your audience as well. You create a relationship, you create contacts, you later on get in touch with. I mean, it's it's something you're losing by forgetting that later on. Yeah, very much. Yeah, very much. I think also that you're right about them being your audience because, you know, um, I will tell friends of mine uh, to listen to this podcast, tell me what you thought of my views on this podcast and, and what Annie was talking about. Check out our other episodes as well. I will do that. So, uh, and and you never know; those people may stick with it. You know, they and, and that's the thing. I think you, as, as a podcaster, so I'm saying you build guest lists in a diary or something and have their telephone numbers. Um, sorry, but, and that's not that build listeners lists and build telephone numbers. Um, but also, I think build guest lists and build telephone numbers. You know, give them a shout back every so often. Um, see if they want to do a very quick piece on your podcast to reintroduce their content they made before. Catch up with them to find out how they do doing it's, it's hard it's really hard if you're doing it as a side hustle um if you're doing it as your main thing it's a part of your main business god wow you should be doing that you should be keeping in touch with those now it, it might not be you it might be a member of your team if you've got something bigger a va or something like that you know if you're on i, I think if you go on one of the big podcasts because of the medium and because of the way we're trying to do it, I think it's different than than radio in those terms. So if someone comes to an interview with me on a radio station, I'll thank them. Uh, they always ask, can I have the audio? I send them in the route the production people who often go, no, sorry, can't have that. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, I will, uh, my producer will get back to them in a little while, see how they are. But generally, you know, they've done their interview, off they go. They go to another radio station, do an interview. And if it's someone who's on the circuit, so this is uh, a celebrity, a pop star, whatever film, then often it's ISDN or, well, used to be ISDN. It's a Skype interview. It's it's down the line of some form. And you don't really know the person and you don't really speak to them again until they're promoting their next thing. But what you've said, and you're right, 
I think this is about relationships. It's about getting to know people and, and understanding, you know, about each other and what we offer each other. So I think it's really important that you keep in contact. And that's the fun part, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too right. Well, Annie, you know, just doing this sort of stuff, I've made so many great friends, you know, so many really good people who uh, who I've helped and they've helped me while I've been doing what I'm doing, you know. And and that's fantastic. And and you don't get a chance to do that in other, I don't, don't know, really. In other fields, perhaps you do, but you kind of get a bit linear with regular jobs, don't you? Yeah. And this this sort of thing, it's not. You're meeting. I've met so many new people over the last two years of being involved with uh, this sort of sphere. It's so interesting. It is. It is. So, I mean, I guess we can sort of, you know, conclude and finalize by uh, encouraging people to start podcasts if they haven't started yet. Oh, because just do, yeah. Yeah, because I guess it's the best uh, way to build audience and to create relationship with your audience. So I, at least that's what, that was the best thing that I have discovered for myself. Yeah, I think so. I think that if you're running, there's there's three areas, isn't it? If you want to do it as a hobbyist, you've got an interest in something. Doesn't matter what it is, you and if you've got that interest in loads of other people, you'll get an audience, and you know, and and, and creating great content, you'll definitely get an audience. Um, if you're a business, hey, look, podcasts will really supercharge your core audience the person you want to talk to imagine if they could come and ask you questions on your podcast it'd be amazing and then if you're an expert as well so and my expertise is is broadcast media you know and i'm sharing that through my podcast the skills that i've learned over years of doing loads of different jobs in radio so i think then also with that you know that's that's brilliant that's that's an area you really should be podcasting if you've got any of those and if you're sitting there right now listening to this with a doubt going oh i can't do that <laughs> You're, you're silly, right? Equipment is cheap. Your your skills that are in your head are worth worth loads, you know, of time and effort, and you'll love it. You'll enjoy it. Well, I personally launched with less than one hundred dollars investment, so you know, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> so so yes, for sure. Okay, so I guess the last thing that we have to cover is where can people find you, and that's it. So you can find out about uh, what I do. My name's Kevin Field, and it's radioskillsforpodcasters.com. Radioskillsforpodcasters.com. And and by the way, there is a free show sheet on the website that you can go and grab. It's completely free. I ask you to sign up to my skills mail, mail list, all right? And uh, and it's once a month I send out lots of hints and tips and links to other things that are happening that can help you as a podcaster. And the show sheet is a planner, so you don't have to do anything other than download it and use it. And everyone who's got it, over 100 podcasters at the moment, it's only been up there a little while, have said, yeah, it's useful, I'm using it. So And you can adapt it, change it, do what you want. So radioskillsforpodcasters.com. Or can I, Annie, can I say my Twitter handle? Is that Absolutely. all right? Absolutely. So it's at, at radio underscore skills. Follow me on Twitter. And something I'm doing at the moment, the wonderful Phil Palin has taught me a lot on how to grow a Twitter audience. And that's something I'm developing at the moment. So I'd love uh, you to follow me on there and I'll follow you back. Okay. I, I do follow you, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I'll follow you back, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> But don't slap. <laughs> Okay, Annie, thank good. you so much. Really, thank you so much. It's, I, I, I've enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed your presentation at New Media Europe, which I got to see on video afterwards because I was doing other things. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, so it's really good. So thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you. Thank you. It was really fun. Thanks. Well, 
I guess that was all that we had. Uh, I hope that you found value. Check out Kevin's website. There's loads of information in case you want to start a podcast. Check out my upcoming workshop at anialexander.com backward slash workshop. And please, if you have a minute and if you want to do me a favor and if you want to make my day, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast as well as leave a short review for me because that will help the podcast grow even bigger and it will keep my motivation to carry on and to make sure that I appear with new content at least once a week, if not more. Okay, so that was it. Thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Take care and see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.